Yo, what is going on, everyone? It's your boy Cole, and today is Tuesday, September 19th, and we will be bringing you guys our week three NFL predictions today. Uh, coming into last week, we, had, we were pretty pretty tight in the standings. It was a matter of one game. Obviously, that's going to happen after week one, but I, I lengthened my lead a little bit this week. So um, we'll, we'll start at the bottom. Chiggs and Joe are both 19 and 13, while me, on the other hand, I'm a I'm pretty much the best there is. Um, this week, obviously, shooting for 16-0 and 0 like we are every week. Let's hop straight into it with our Thursday night football game. We're also hopping straight into my lock of the week. This week's Amazon Prime game is going to be the New York Giants going to Levi Stadium to play the 49ers. I'm going to take San Fran here pretty handily, 27-13. to 13. Now, I know Giants head coach Brian Dable did not yet rule out Saquon, uh, but uh, they really don't have a reason to play him. I know – that Saquon gives them a better chance to win. But it's a week three regular season game. For a team that's trying to make a playoff push, in my opinion, trying to make a Super Bowl push, you just don't need to rush him back. Let him take the heel. Let let him heal. He'll have 10 extra days, 10 days to rest before his week four game. Just give him the time. Let him let him relax. Don't don't rush him back. They got a decent run game. They got Matt Breida. Ooh, Matt Breida. Um, I, I just don't see them winning without Saquon. But I just think in the grand scheme of things, it's better for him not to play. San Francisco, I think they've won 13 regular season games in a row now. They're, they're just amazing. They're the most well-balanced team in the league. I think the most talented roster. Z, I know you're big on the Eagles. I'm going to take San Fran as the best roster in the league. They, um, they're just Sorry. they're a superb squad. I guess player of the game for this one. It really literally could be anyone. I would say last week's player of the game was Debo Samuel, predicted by yours truly. Um, I feel like I can honestly see it being like a Jamar Chase, T. Higgins thing between Samuel – and Ayuk, or it just switches off back and forth. So let's go, why not? Let's go Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he'll catch a tutty, maybe have triple dig um, receiving yards. This is going to be a classic Niners game. They're going to be very good defensively. They're not going to, you know, the Niners never put up 35, 40 points a game, but it's always enough to, uh, to get the job done. I think that's exactly what they do this week. As they uh, win their, it'll be either the 13th or 14th regular season game in a row and uh, make that 17-0 and push that uh, they're, they're definitely capable of. My lock of the week. Um, this is pretty obvious here. Uh, Giants did have a nice, nice comeback win last week, but too bad it was against the worst team in the league. Um, I'm going to try not to swear this week, so i got to keep with it. You are a liar. We're, we're trying not to, but 49ers are going to – they're going to spank them. I mean, like, I would say – I'm going to expect – Kittle's been off to a slow start. I, I say Kittle might get in twice this game. I think the 49ers beat the Giants. We're going to go 35-14. Giants just if, – if Saquon plays, maybe you're looking at a 35-21. Uh, maybe that extra touchdown, but I don't think he plays, like Cole said, 10 extra days for rest. You know you're going to get crapped on this game. So, uh, we're going we're gonna to give this one to the Niners. Um, yeah, I'm also going to go with the Niners here. I got a 34-18. to 18. Uh, that Giants win last week did not impress me at all. Um, felt like the Cardinals just, like, gave up in the second half. You know, Dobbs was doing amazing in the first half, and then he just, he just didn't throw the ball. They just wouldn't let him. You know, his he, his leg looked great, or his, his legs looked great. His arm looked great. He was he was accurate. And then I don't, I don't even know what happened. But uh, the Niners, yeah, they're a, a very, very good team. Probably top three, top four in the NFL. 
Uh, they should win this one pretty handily. I'm going to go 34 to 18. Z, in the wise words of Steve Pierce, I'm not going to, I'm not going to completely say the sentence, but let's not start blanking each other's blanks quite yet with regarding Josh Dobbs. He's just, a, <laughs> he's just a below average guy for me. And I didn't even really think about that until you brought it up. Maybe the Cardinals did lose on purpose. We all know that they are projected to get that one pick projected to go for Caleb Williams. I, on the other hand, I thought it was a very impressive win from the Giants, but maybe you're right. Maybe the Cardinals kind of handed it to him. But either way, going from zero points in your first six quarters to how much did they finish with? 31, I believe, 34 maybe in the second half. That's, you know, definitely a confidence booster for Daniel Jones and company. Sucks that they won't have Saquon, but maybe the passing game will uh, pick it up. We shall see. But getting into the Sunday games, uh, we're going back-to-back of the week picks. Again, I was talking about it beforehand. This this is kind of a chalky week for me. I don't like going too chalky because obviously um, there's gonna be there's bound to be an upset or two every single week. This is gonna be my upset though. It's Falcons and the Lions, and I know the Falcons have the better record. They're two and zero, and the Lions are one and one. But I'm gonna take the Falcons here as, as a bit of an upset. I think they're I believe that the upset uh, in terms of the spread in Vegas. I'm going to take them here 24 to 20. That win really impressed me against the Packers. Normally the Falcons are the ones getting uh, comeback on, but this time they were the one doing the comebacking. Mm. What was the final? 25, 23, 24. They won by one point. I believe so. Yeah. The, the run game was super impressive. I mean, B. John Robinson, I think he led the league in rushing maybe behind Deandre Swift. Uh, but, yeah, he, he continues to impress. This Lions defense, especially against the run, isn't rather superb. Kenneth Walker didn't have a ton of rushing yards, but he did run uh, two touchdowns in. Could have been a third if Tyler Lockett's B.A. didn't reach out for that goal line, reach out for the goal post. No. What's the thing called? The orange thing? The pylon? The pylon. If he didn't reach for the pylon, maybe K-9 could have had a hat trick, uh, which would have helped out my fantasy team. But, yeah, I'm going to take a land here. I think their run game is very strong. Their defense is strong. Ritter is uh, looking to be the franchise guy. He's playing for a job. And, you know, when you're he, – he, you know, he, he understands that he's not comfortable. He's going to have a short leash because you can't waste this defense. You can't waste uh, these – you know, obviously Bichon's – this might be his best season in terms of talent. He's only going to get worse as the mileage uh, adds up. So uh, he knows that, you know, he's not going to have three, four years to develop. It's, it's now or never, and he's uh, – Living up to the challenge. I'm going to take the Falcons here. Now, this is nothing against the Lions. I just think that Atlanta's hot. Uh, the Lions came out. You know, their offense looked stupendous, like it, like always, against Seattle. Disappointing loss. Um, the defense, like, you know, we all said coming into the preseason, is not the best. They allowed 37 points to Seattle coming off of a week where they scored 13 um, I'm not very impressed with this defense. And until they prove me otherwise, I'm going to take – uh, the the opposing team against Detroit for a little bit just until they show me that they're a legit squad. So give me Atlanta here in my upset of the week, 24 to 20. For me, uh, I'm going to take the Lions over the Falcons here. For the Falcons, like you said, they do look really well. And their rushing attack – so if you go to the Steve Pearson catalog and you go to Chapter 1, the first line is going to be take somebody's job. And like you were mentioning, Desmond Ritter, He's got, to, he's got to take that full-time job. And right now, I think this is why the Falcons will lose this game. Yes, their rushing attack is very, very elite. However, Rob passes the ball significantly better than Desmond Ritter. And in a game like this, 
Falcons defense is going to put them over the line, sure. But I just the lack of passing with Desmond Ritter, I, I'm sure he'll figure it out come down the line. But I think the Lions are going to take this one 28-17. Lions need to bounce back after last week. They should have won, but Seahawks uh, had a must-win game, and they, they did win. I wouldn't say must win early in the season, but after an 0-1, it was a very impressive win for the Seahawks. Um, Lions didn't lack any offense whatsoever. Falcons, they're still – that's where – Lions on their offense, they've got it down. They came out of the gates hot. I wouldn't say – well, they beat the the Super Bowl champs. So, obviously, a big win there. Offense looked good. Last week, offense looked great. Defense lacked a little bit. I think this week, having the offensive over the Falcons is much better – Jameer Gibbs is probably expecting a big workload this week. That's going to be exciting to watch. Both running backs taken in the first round, going at it this week. It's going to be a fun game. Um, yeah, twenty-eight seventeen. I still feel like they're gonna they're gonna mess with Gibbs's total just to at the spite of fantasy owners. They do have Craig Murray Reynolds, um, and I think he's going to eat up carries, which is going to be so lame. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go with the Lions here. So that means, uh, Cole, you are like the lone wolf. (laughs) Going Lions 27-21. Main point, really, I mean, the the Falcons running with the Lions, we all know that. But, you know, just Desmond Ritter and that just just passing attack is is not very good. And the Lions is – it's very good. Jared Goff looks great. Um, Almost – most completed passes for throwing interception before Trey Brown got that pick six, which was clutch in that game. But I just like the Lions have a much better offense. You know, yeah, their, their defense is, is substandard, but um, I think their offense is going to be just enough to um, win this game. Uh, so give me the Lions, 27-21. Substandard. I love the vocab. All right, I'm the lone wolf there taking Atlanta. Getting into our next game, it's a battle of the 0-2 squads, the Chargers and the Vikings. I'm a notorious Chargers hater as of late. I hate Brandon Staley, and I'm going to keep up with that trend. I'm going to take Minnesota here, 33-20. to uh, This is just basically because they're the home dogs. Uh, Minnesota's got a pretty solid environment. Kirk Cousins leads the league in passing touchdowns, and I think he's up there for yards as well. Uh, but it just seems like every single game, there's just like there's one mistake that he makes just, that can never get the job done. It's always like one strip sack, one pick uh, that kind of puts a blemish on an otherwise great game. Uh, now, this time around, I think he puts together a good cohesive four quarters and ends up getting the win here. Uh, now, their rushing attack was almost non-existent against the Eagles. Alexander Madison was shut down by that Eagles front seven, kind of like we all predicted. Uh, now he's going up against a little bit of an easier uh, rush defense against the Chargers. I could see Madison and overall, you know, Ty Chandler, the whole Minnesota run game emerging a little more. And that could help Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson, um, because maybe the Chargers have to stack the box if Minnesota's abusing the run. So I think overall, when you got a good run game, it helps all, everyone. I think that's going to be the focal point of this Minnesota game plan. Uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers uh, just have been a little disappointing. Herbert. I just saw what was he described as? He was a good, he was a good thrower, but not a good passer, something like that. He doesn't read defenses. He was he was a good passer, but not a good quarterback. And I, I kind of agree with that. You know, this Minnesota secondary though isn't the best. So there's very well a scenario where I could see the Chargers winning here, but I'm just not a huge fan of the way that that team is coached. Brandon Saley runs the loosest of ships over there. It is not tight at all. 
So give me a Kevin O'Connell and the Vikings here as they pick up their first one on the season. One here. Um, like I said last week, I did take the Chargers. I'm going to keep getting burned until they effing win a game. Um, his leash has to be the length of my cock. I mean, pretty, pretty long and big. Sorry, but uh, I mean, it's ridiculous. This guy lost the playoff game after being up big last year. Comes in losing two crucial games in the beginning, and now probably they could potentially lose a third. And then you're going in to next week with the Raiders. If you lose, if you go on four there going into bye week, changes are going to be made. He's got to be fired. Kellen Moore is going to get the chance to become a head coach with that team. I think that's why he took the job here because he knows that he's not doing his job here. However, that's not going to help the defense purposes. That's why they're losing the games. Herbert's doing a well enough job on the offense to pursue wins. The defense has got to step their crap up. Um, Vikings, they also look solid on offense. It's just Kirk, a little rocky out of the gates to start the games. Both defensive suck. This is going to be a big – they're both 0-2. One of these teams is going to start 0-3. Both these teams are 0-2 right now, but with all enough said, this is going to be my game of the week because it's going to be an absolute shootout. Right. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. I'm going to go – let's go 35-32. Game-winning field goal, Cameron Dicker. Um, I'll we'll do that in a second. Is she uh, Dick on the Chargers? Yeah, Cameron Dick. I thought he was the Titans. Who's on the Titans? Who did the Chargers trade to the Titans? Someone went to the Titans. I don't know. Titans. Uh, yeah. Patriots traded to Nick Folk. Nick Folk. Yeah. Dicker's on the the Chargers. But I think Herbert just keeps playing well. I don't has he thrown a pick yet this year? I mean he's so far he's uh four and three in two games. So passing time I mean, like you I saw that tweet Cole said, and it's been it's been noticeable for Herbert. He can't really read defense well, but He's so talented to where maybe Kellen Moore works through the kinks the rest of the year and they figure it out. But he's so talented where he's playing well enough football to where they should be winning these games. All right, game-winning field goal, Cameron Dicker. I got a number in mind. Who's coming at me? I'll count you down. Paul? Go ahead and do it. Oh, three, two, one. Fifty. Really, Jay? That's a good anyway. Go. Chargers win this one. Joe, you didn't you didn't say a number. Yeah, your internet sucks. No, it's oh his my. audio, dude. He's got the pods in. Pods, he take the pods out. Jay, that 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 is a rookie move by you. I'm just gonna go ahead <laughs> right. and go to my. T- I'm gonna. Yeah, go ahead. Nope, 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 Chargers, Chargers versus Vikings. Here, this is also going to be my game of the week. Chargers are going to win this game, thirty-three to twenty-seven. Um, I mean, this is this is going to be a very high-scoring game. Um, like Joe said, uh, two great offenses going at it. Uh, Keenan Allen, I am back. Sorry. Okay, thanks for interrupting me, man. <laughs> Don't no, interrupt gonna, Zach. We're going to fight. Um, if Keenan Allen stays healthy, I mean, he looks like a a top ten receiver. I think he got two touchdowns last week. He absolutely jewed me in fantasy. I don't like that, but. You know, it is what it is. I think the Chargers pull this one out by just a hair, but um, it's, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a great game. Paul. Dead about Brandon Staley uh, and his defense. 
it's a very similar situation to what the Bears the Bears are in because you you have a great young quarterback, you bring in a defensive minded head coach rather than an offensive guy who can help develop your quarterback, thinking that you're going to have some dominant defense. And much like Matt Eberflus, Brandon Staley has not done that. The Bears and the Chargers are in a very similar situation, except the Chargers have more big-name guys, so maybe the Chargers have a little bit of higher expectations. But I, I pair the Chargers and the Bears in the exact same 7-10 and 10 boat right now. I'm, I'm not a fan of either of them. And we'll talk about the Bears in a little bit. But getting into our next game, Saints and the Packers. I'm going to take the Saints here 24-14. to 14. Uh, The Packers <laughs> did not impress me. Uh, Jordan Love showed that he uh, he's not a, he's not a terrific uh, closer. You know, he doesn't have that clutch gene, which is kind of what I anticipated. I mean, obviously, a lot of season left. It was just a one-game sample. I could be completely wrong about that. But I really liked what Derek Carr and the Saints showed me. I know that they haven't played the best teams. The Titans, I think, are a good team. Uh, the Panthers, I think, are one of the league's worst. So this is a pretty even game, I would say, between the Saints and Packers. And uh, this one is going to be... You know, whoever wins this one, uh, I feel like my opinions could change on both of these teams depending on the winner. Uh, I didn't give my player of the game for the last couple, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to resume that. I'm going to have the Saints 24-14, and my player of the game is going to be Michael Thomas. I think we see a vintage MT game. Uh, now, I know the cornerback ones don't always guard the wide receiver ones, but I just feel that maybe Jair is going to handle Olave a little bit more, and that's going to allow MT to free up. And maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe Jair goes on Michael Thomas, and maybe Olave is a great game. But I think one of those two are going to go for maybe 100, 120 and a touchdown, possibly two. Uh, this Packers defense is solid, but I think Derek Carr has got, got the uh, the cojones to get the job done, and I think the Saints advance to 3-0. and oh. uh, can you, guys, you guys can hear me now, right? We're good? Joe! Joe, are you here? Thanks, guys. Um <laughs> Got Packers and Saints in this one. Um, believe it or not, uh, Packers have looked decent. Uh, lost a heartbreaker last week. Saints still uh, scare me a little bit. They haven't been able to reach their full offensive approach. I feel like um, like that they they should have ran through the Panthers last week, made that a close game, uh, and then Week One versus the Titans, it was. A one-point game, 16-15. So, 36 points in two games. I was expecting a little more from them. That's why I'm going to go the Packers in this one. Um, I think they're taking a little time to figure it out. Saints defense has looked pretty well, but the Packers defense has also looked well, too. Uh, so, I mean, for this one, uh, what was I going to say? can't remember my train of thought. We're just going to go Packers in this one, 21-20. to 20. Um, I'm, I am also going to go with the Packers here. I got them winning twenty-four to fourteen. Same score as uh, there. But uh, well, the Packers have looked have looked sharp. Uh, Jordan Love is two, three touchdown games. I mean, he he looks good. Uh, I think they're going to get Aaron Jones back this week. And um, you know, the Saints just really haven't. I like what Joe said. They haven't reached their full offensive approach. Um, you know that Derek Carr doesn't look. All that great, you know. That's gonna happen though. New team, uh, new system, new stuff like that. But I just feel like the Packers are just a, a more balanced team, and Jordan Love is has been playing good, and I think he continues that streak. Maybe throws another three touchdowns. Who knows? So I'm gonna have the Packers winning 24 to 14. Well, actually, Chicks, I do know what he's gonna throw, and it's actually gonna be he's gonna be 
20 for 34 passing, not terrible, but for only 179 yards, one touchdown and one interception. So sorry to break it to you, but he's not Not that good. Yeah. Getting into an ICM, this is certainly a, I think we're, I think we said no swearing this episode, a poop fest candidate, Texans and Jags. Uh, This is probably, it's going to be my poop fest honorable mention. I have one game that I think is going to be slightly worse, but the Jaguars were a part of a bit of a poop fest last week, and they the offense did not come out good. Basically, they're playing the worst team in the league. I think the Texans are the worst team in the league. Uh, they, I mean, a lot of people are talking about, ooh, C.J. Stroud had 350 passing yards. That's because they had to. Anthony Richardson ran all up over them in the first quarter, and it just wasn't in the game script. It also doesn't help that they have a terrible offensive line, one of the worst starting running backs in the NFL. Uh, you got to pass the football when you're down by three possessions and you have a shit, God damn it, a shit running back. Uh, so Stroud's passing stats did not impress me. They got killed. Uh, and I think they get killed again. I have the Jaguars winning this one 27 to 10. Now, I think the Jags are a mediocre 8 to 9 win team, but they're going to beat up on these bad squads early on in the year. And I think player of the game, Calvin Ridley, has looked mighty fine these last two weeks. I believe he missed out on two touchdown opportunities last week. I think he can then gets back in the touchdown column. Yeah. <laughs> Elon and him have a nice little connection there. Uh, and I, I think similar to what I was talking about with the Niners, uh, with the Bengals already have going on, I could see Ridley and Kirk kind of going back and forth. Now, Christian Kirk had 10 catches, 110 yards. He did some stupendous things last week. So maybe he takes a little bit of a back burner role while Ridley comes into prominence again. Give me the Jags here by a lot. 27 to 10 is what my prediction is. I'm going to have to agree with Cole here. I'm taking the Jags. It's not my poop fest. Uh, however, I think the Jags, it was up there for lock of the week. The Texans, a lot of people are complimenting C.J. Stroud on how well he started, I guess. But to me, it's been a bunch of garbage time passing yards and touchdowns. I mean, it's, I mean, he's 600 passing yards for two touchdowns. No picks yet. That's where I'm a little shocked. Uh, but He also leads the leagues in he's been sacked the most. Yes, so, so that, the old I, line obviously isn't helping him, but I believe, like, most I'm of the talk. Nope, it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But I, I haven't watched too many Texans games. I just want to touch on this. I don't know if that's his fault for maybe he needs to get rid of the ball or the O-line is that bad. But I, I'm going to – maybe I'll tune in. I'll pay a little more attention. Sorry, Joe, for interrupting. Go ahead and continue. Got it, Dickie. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I just think it's a lot of garbage time stuff. Um, really, that he – a lot of the weapons there, like Bobby Trees, um, Tank Dell, and Nico Collins have been actually a very solid three so far. Dalton Schultz is getting in the mix, uh, but the running backs have been absolutely horrendous. And behind that O-line, that's why the people taking Damian Pierce this year in fantasy, it was just quite stupid. Um, but the Jags, I agree with Cole when we talk about how they're just an average team. I could see the Titans definitely taking the division over them. And a sleeper team in the Colts. Richardson's looked solid so far. I would not be surprised if the Colts are like the Jags from last year where they have a, kind of a surprising season. I don't think it will much amount to much for the Colts. But Richardson is definitely that guy in that division um, for the Colts, not overall. But um, the Jags, solid team. They're going to get the job done, hopefully, in this game. They say they win 30 to, 30 to 17. Uh, yeah, we're going to triple down here. This is my, my lock of the week, actually. I have the Jags winning 37 to 10. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence looked really, really bad last week. You know, he got sacked a lot, 
wasn't very accurate with his throws. But um, the only really bright spot was Christian Kirk. And, you know, in game one of the Jags, Calvin Ridley was like, I would say probably 80% in the slot. It kind of switched there. Kirk was like 80% in the slot, maybe even a little more, honestly. And, you know, he got the ball a lot. He had the yards. He had all that stuff. Uh, Ridley saw eight targets, but just Lawrence wasn't extremely accurate. Uh, couldn't just get the ball to Ridley. Maybe he was just covered well. I don't, I don't really know. But um, you know, I think the bounce back, I think uh, Ridley and Lawrence go for two touchdowns this game uh, together. And I think this is going to be a, um, a vintage T-Law game, maybe a little four touchdowns, 300 yards. I would love to see that. And this is going to be an absolute blowout. Like, are we talking basketball? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, we're talking like that. Totally turn break crab, I got you. All right, getting into the next game. This one, it's a bit of an interesting one. I think we should all be in agreement here. It's Broncos and Dolphins. The Dolphins have come out, and I'm going to say it. They've looked like a Super Bowl contender. Their offense has been – I've been. this is the second time I'm using this word. Who knows? It might not be the last. Their offenses look stupendous. I'm going to take them putting up a 40-burger here. I got them beating the Broncos 42-24. to 24. Now Denver, they were up, I believe, by 20 points. It was damn near around there against the Commanders in the first half. And uh, they just refused to run the football consistently. They, they might have run it on first down in, the, in that third and fourth quarter, and then they completely abandoned the run. Now, Javante Williams, I understand you want to ease him back in, but that's why you brought in Samaj P. Ryan. Give him the rock. Samaj P. Ryan had one carry uh, on Sunday. That, that's not good for a guy you bring in the offseason who had a decent role carved out for himself in Cincinnati. He been probably wanting the rock, and he, he did not. Coming from a Javante fantasy owner, this is just it's, – it's a no-brainer. Run the football when you're up by a lot. If you win and play like it, they did not do that, and uh, consequently they lost. They blew that lead to the commies. Uh, I just don't think they're going to be in a position to run the football this week, though, either because – the Dolphins just run up the score. I think Russell Wilson might have to throw the ball like 60 times this week. Uh, but unfortunately, it's only going to be to Brandon Johnson and Lil Jordan Humphrey because they got no targets there. So I'm just not a huge Broncos guy. I think they fall to 0-3 on the year. They could be kind of a dark horse candidate for the number one overall pick next year. Maybe they bring in Caleb Williams. Sit up. Nah, I, you can't get a prospect like that. But maybe Russell Wilson. I can't see him backing him up either. I don't know. That, that Broncos team is a train wreck. Uh, Miami, on the other, uh, other hand, is not. Uh, classic player of the game this week. Actually, I feel like last week for Miami, it might have been Raheem Mostert. I think Tyreek Tyree Kill resumes his role as the Dolphins player of the week and uh, puts uh, puts up some big numbers. I'm going to say 12 catches for 168 and two tutties. Damn it. <laughs> uh, Cole kind of stole what I was going to say there about the Broncos. Uh Dolphins are my Super Bowl champs. Uh, if you go back to the awards thing, I did mention that for the first time in NFL, well, it's never happened in NFL history, and I did mention that Tua could win MVP and Tyreek could win Offensive Player of the Year, um, even though it's never happened. Uh, love the Dolphins team. Very exciting, and they are going to kick butt this game. Uh, I think they win by a good margin, maybe 35. We'll go 35-17. Love the number 17 today. don't know why, but with the Broncos team, it almost seems like I, I don't want to, like, count this year against Sean Payton because as a head coach, you are supposed to be connected with your players. But I think the reason they aren't as good as they should be is because him and Russ keep button heads back and forth. And that's not good when you're paying this guy a boatload of money and he's performing better than last year, but 
still not to the point where, I don't know, the whole trade overall for Russell Wilson was a hot mess. I think once, that's where when Cole mentioned, I don't think they'll get the one pick, but they might get their hand guy on a, might get their hand on a guy like Bo Nix next year. Have him sit behind Russ Bo what? until Russ poops his pants. Bo, Bo who? Bo Nix. Spell it? <laughs> N-I-X. Okay. All right. Had to clarify. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but have him sit behind Russ next year. I think this Broncos team is going to be much better once they have a rookie under helm. Sean Payton's going to have a guy where he's going to have for the next fit. Maybe ten to fifteen years. Who knows? It could be another Drew Brees situation. I don't think they take they would take that Bo guy just because of his last name. Maybe John Elway. You know, he we know he doesn't like the that. Maybe they'll trade up for a Drake May. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, anyways, Broncos are gonna. Uh, Dolphins are gonna win this one. Move to three and zero. Broncos to zero and three, and I, that would put Broncos head coaches. What was their record last year? Four and thirteen. Yeah. Four and seventeen overall. It's not good. No bueno. Not well, good. you're wrong about that because they're actually to be five and sixteen after they win this game versus. Whoa! I would not be surprised. This has got to be your. your... Oh, oh yeah. yeah, this is this is my upset. U O T W. Yep, uh, upset of the week. Um, I got the Broncos winning thirty to twenty-seven. Uh, Russell Wilson looked great last game. Uh, he, I don't think he, did he even throw like twenty passes. I don't even know. He just threw like a lot of touchdowns and a lot of deep balls, which uh, which is nice. But you know, I think uh, he has another good game, and the running the running game is good. You know, I don't expect the Dolphins to slow down. I just think this is a great game by the Broncos. You know, the defense picks it up a little bit, offense is good, and this is going to be overall a great win. Yeah, well, Jay, normally we do this to you, but let's do a a virtual high five because we're going to go one and zero on this pick, and Chicks. Woo! All right, moving into the next game. This is going to be my game of the week, Titans and the Browns. I'm a big fan of both of these teams in the AFC. A lot of people had neither making the playoffs. I have them both getting in. Now, that road is going to be a lot harder now that Nick Chubb had that gruesome injury last night. Uh, but they're talking about bringing in guys like Kareem Hunt or Cam Akers. And Jerome Ford is actually top 10 in the league in rushing yards. I think he'll do fine, kind of like the Ravens offense. Just that O-line is so good that uh, I think a lot of people will have success behind it. Maybe maybe Joey Partridge would have success behind that offensive line. Maybe Matt Marchiniak lining up in the fullback slot. <laughs> That's. Um, with that being said, though, I'm going to take Tennessee. I love their defense. I love their intensity. Uh, a lot. Of, I Did both of you guys pick the Chargers last week to beat Tennessee? Yes. Yeah. I, I'm a Tennessee guy. I had them winning. Um, I just like what they're about. Tannehill looked so much better. Uh, going up against this Browns pass rush, you know, Tannehill's not the most mobile or agile, so maybe Miles Garrett gets to him like 19 times. But I just think Derrick Henry, is uh, he's got a little bit left in the tank, and I think he's going to go until the wheels fall off. I think he puts together a really, really solid performance. We haven't seen him get, I don't believe, 100 rushing yards yet. I think he, he'll meet that threshold this week. And it's my game of the week because I have Nick Folk kicking back-to-back game-winning field goals in back-to-back weeks. So I have the Titans winning 23-21. And it's going to be a very, very solid game. Obviously, Derrick Henry is going to be my player of the game. Someone count me down. I'll count it down. Look at you. He's stepping foot into the ring. Nick Folk going to be kicking the game when he field goal. On one. Three, two, one. 46. Oh! Pretty close. Um, 
I'm also going to take the Titans in this one. I think Nick Chubb's injury last week was a punch in the face to the Browns. I mean, it was just, I mean, terrible for Nick Chubb, terrible for the team. It's funny going on Twitter and seeing Deshaun Watson, like, back himself up for last night's loss on his burner account. That's He's like, he's like the third person to do that this year. It's like, dude, you got nothing else better to do in your life. Like, come on. Starting quarterback getting paid 55 mil and you're fooling around with Twitter guys. I don't know. But Titans uh, went out last week. A quality win. Almost one week one. Raves isn't done yet. This team isn't done yet. You still got to feed Derrick Henry the Rock a little bit more. If you do that, you're only going to put yourself in a better position to win. Tannehill looked much better. This team's coming together. Browns, uh, Jerome Ford looks solid. I don't, he's no Nick Chubb, of course. Uh, but I think the Browns take back to back losses here. I'm going to go Titans 18 to 13. Oh, uh, ugly. That, is that, that potential scoregami we're talking about there? Maybe. I'm also going to go with the Titans here. Um, 17 to 14. Uh, yeah, obviously that Nick Chubb injury was, was terrible. And, you know, both teams got great defenses and not the best offenses. Um, I think, you know, the Browns might have like nine sacks on Ryan Tannehill this game. Who knows? But I still feel like the the Titans pull this one out. Um, I like what Joe said about Derrick Henry. You got to feed him the ball a little more, even though that Browns uh, front seven is is delicious. But <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with the Titans by three points, not on a game-winning field goal, though. Okay, so they're going to be maybe down four, get a touchdown and a PAT to go up three? That's exactly what they're going to do. I got you, Cut. All right, getting to another game that I think will be semi-close. Bills and the Commanders. This, gonna, this one's going to be at FedEx Field. Um, I'm going to take the Bills here, 34-27. to 27. Commies are 2-0. and oh. Bills are 1-1. One one, so maybe, ooh, maybe this is an upset because the Bills have a loss. I don't think so, though. Now, I'm a Commanders guy. I had them going 7-10 and 10 this year, but... Sam Howell's really been proving the haters wrong. I wasn't a hater, but I wasn't a supporter. I was just kind of just kind of an innocent bystander here on this one. But I'm um, I'm enjoying the show. I love what he's doing. Him and Terry McLaurin have a decent connection. I would like to see Jahan Dotson get going a little bit. And uh, Brian Robinson is kind of emerging as that lead back. And Antonio Gibson is kind of fading away there. Uh, but for Buffalo, they just got so much more talent. They're so much more talented than the Commanders now. I think that it'll be a good game. Obviously, I have them win, lose, or. I have the Bills winning by seven. My player of the game here is going to be Dalton Kincaid. He had seven targets, I believe, last week on six receptions. I think he gets slowly uh, added more and more. He is the best rookie tight end. I don't want to hear about no Sam Laporta. That guy's triggity trash. Uh, Dalton Kincaid's going to be my player of the game. I think this is going to be kind of just a, a classic Bills game. They're just they're going to allow a lot of points, but they're also going to score a lot of points, and that's kind of what their downfall is in the playoffs. But fortunately for them, it's week three of the regular season. So they're going to get the job done. They're going to score lots and lots of points. Paul's pals are going to be very happy because he has Allen and Diggs, and all is going to be right in the world as uh, the Bills get to over 500. Um, Surprisingly, this will not be my upset of the week. I'm going to take the Commanders over the Bills here. Um, Commanders have looked solid uh, so far. Defensively and offensively, they, I mean, last week, what Broncos were up 20, was it 21 to 3, 21 nothing? It was something like that, yeah. They were up big, and Sam Howell and that offense cooked, and they came back hot of the second half, kind of what the Giants did to the Cardinals. But this was more impre- impressive because the Broncos' offense is 
miles better than the Cardinals. So, um, the Bills had a nice win over the Raiders last week. They have pretty bad defense, but I think I don't know. I I this this is kind of a gut feeling game for me. These seem to get me in trouble <laughs> uh, record wise, but I, I'm very. I might be biting the bait a little too early here on the Commanders, but I like what I see. So I'm going to take the Commanders in this one, 28 to 24. A close game, of course, but I think the Commanders come out on top. Um, I, I, I do not think they do that. Actually, I think, <laughs> I think the Bills are going to win this game, 35 to 10. Um, <laughs> this, this is going to be like a crucifixion kind of. Oh. Yeah, the, I don't really know what to say here. I mean, it's it's just obvious, you know, the Bills are going to win this football game. Can you read Stefan Diggs' stat line for me? Um, seven receptions, eighty-six yards, and a touchdown. Wow, not bad. Fifteen point six. I will take a twenty-one point six point performance. Yeah, it's a good. I'll say you can get the three-yard rush, get to that point three extra. Oh, nice little little jet sweep. I wouldn't mind that. Getting into the next game, it's a battle of the running backs, Anthony Richardson and the Colts against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Uh, all joking aside, though, I think this is going to be a very run-oriented game. Uh, I'm going to take the Ravens here in kind of a, a low-score one, 21-13. I just think both of these teams, they, they what makes their offenses so effective is when, when, they're, when they're cooking is when they have that high time of possession. Now, it's going to be weird because both of these teams like to implement that strategy. So I guess it's going to be maybe whoever does it best. And obviously the Ravens are just a much better team. I had the Colts going 2-15 and 15 this year. I might change my outlook on them a little bit because Richardson did look great before he got hurt. I anticipate he's going to play. I don't think a concussion would keep him out because it's not like a Tua Tugovailoa level of severity. Uh, just going to be a classic Ravens game. I mean, we talk about it almost every podcast. Lamar Jackson wins football games. I believe he was 45 and. 15 in the regular season coming into this year. He's 2-0 and now. He's going to stay on that role. He wins football games when he's healthy, and if he stays healthy, this Ravens team is looking uh, – in. A, they're in a prime spot to win this division, especially with the Bengals having their slow start and both the Steelers and Browns not being, you know, the most talented squads. I think this, this Ravens team, you know, if they could really get going here, as I think they will, I think this division is theirs. And uh, player of the game, God, I'm – I. I'm going to say nobody is the player of the game. This game not going to have real any any real superstars. It's just going to be a really boring one. But Lamar Jackson and Harbaugh, they got that recipe. They know how to win, and they're going to do it. Uh, this is going to be my upset of the week right here. Ooh. Take the Colts over the Ravens here. I, I, I was a firm believer in Anthony Richardson's start, and he has only shown that he can – I mean, yes, it was the Texans – I mean, what? It was still – He had 17 points in – First quarter. In the first quarter, and he, he got hurt. So, that was – I can only imagine if he finished that game what he would have finished with. I would, you're maybe talking about 30 points right there at the end of the game. Um, But aside from fantasy, the off – same uh, – Shane Steichen has himself a – I won't say more accurate, but a better throwing – and still rushing able quarterback compared to Jalen Hurts. He's very – he's not – I won't compare him to Jalen Hurts because I'm not going to – I'm not the type to do that. But same for Shane Steichen, it's not really a difference because he's just upgrading at certain positions, got to work on this. And that's going to be a project with the quarterback, right? And he's so veteran-oriented already 
I really like what I see with this team. Once JT comes back, he's just got to put it aside one more year. You're going to get your contract, buddy. Finish it out. We already know how I feel about Jim Irsay. He's a shitbag. Sorry, there it goes. <laughs> but I, I'm going to take the Colts in this one. Um, you expect to be a little smaller. Yeah, I, I expect this one to be pretty high scoring. That's how most of the games have went for the Colts so far. I'm going to say 31-27 Colts. Oh, I'm going to go with the uh, the Ravens here, 27-10. Um, you know, the Ravens are just they're they're just good. Yeah, like like Colts said, they they just know how to win football games. And you know, the Colts they have looked good. AR fifteen. I did say that guy was going to be has a very high ceiling, and he's he's living up to that. He's, he's looked solid in his first two starts. Um, but you know, the Ravens are just they're just better on paper. You know, I think Lamar Jackson has has a, has a solid game. Um. I think my my dual player of the game here is going to be Zay Jones and uh, Mark Andrews. I think they both going to be in the end zone once and have like, I'll say fifty yards uh, a piece at least. Now the issue that I had with Richardson coming out of Florida into the draft process was just his inaccuracy with the football, his inability to take care of the football, and we really haven't seen that. I think he might have, he has one pick through two games. Otherwise, he's kept pretty good care of the football. I think, you know, Z, me and you both think that this Ravens defense is the one of the premier, the cream of the crop, really. <laughs> the best in the league. I think that they're going to be able to force some turnovers out of Richardson, which is why I have the Colts only scoring 13 points. Um, I could see him throwing two picks and having a fumble. I, I You know, obviously, it's not a, a knock on him. He's starting to grow. He's, he's rising up the Piercy leaderboards. But I just think that, you know, he's not going to be – obviously, like Joe said before, he brought up this phrase, the kinks haven't been worked out yet. And uh, as he gets more starts, they will be. But I just think that as of right now, he's going to be turning the football over. But we shall see. Getting into the next game, Patriots and the Jets. Zach Wilson, I, I can't defend him after this one. I'm a fan of his. I will always be a fan. But that was a rough, rough game. Now, some of that falls on Nathaniel Hackett. You got to establish the run game, bro. Uh, now it's tough when you go down that much early and that's maybe just credit to Dallas for being such a good football team. They look amazing. We'll dive into them in a bit, but this game is that's you need to emphasize on that in the first half, get Brees Hall going five, I think four touches. He had inexcusable Dalvin cook. I know he's not the best back. He's getting older. He's on his Ezekiel Elliott type shit, but still you need to get him going. I don't care if it's Michael Carter. I don't care if it's Zach Wilson on a read option. You need to establish the run game, and that's going to be able to get guys like Lazard and Garrett Wilson and maybe Tyler Conklin some better opportunities. Uh, but I don't think they do that. I am not do not have a lot of confidence in Nathaniel Hackett as a play caller. We saw he was terrible uh, in that job last year with Denver, and um, as of his first two games, he has not looked too impressive with the Jets. Uh, otherwise, New England, they, I mean, their defensive special teams is keeping them in the games. Uh, like we've seen the last two weeks, two very close games that they've had against two pretty solid teams, the Eagles and the Dolphins. Now they're going against a much easier opponent than the Jets. I know their defense is still solid, but their offense is not. Zach Wilson threw three picks. He looked very, very bad. Uh, I think they win this game pretty decently, 28-16. to 16. My player of the game is going to be Hunter Henry. He's had a great start to this year, and I could see him putting up like a sneaky top three tight end fantasy campaign. It seems like him, oh, yeah. and Jones, him and Mac Jones have a really solid connection going. And uh, I think the, the Patriots show that they're uh, they're not playing around this year, that they think that they can compete with this group of guys. And I got them winning 28-16. to 16. But, God, I hope Zach Wilson does well. I love that guy. 
Uh, I'm going to have to agree with Cole on this one. I, I rarely pull this card out, but I love Robert Sala, but I really think this one's going to come down to coaching. And Bill Belichick is going to tear this offense to shreds on defense. Uh, I expect this one to be very low score. I'm going to go 10 to 6 Patriots. Um, Mac Jones, I mean, the fact that the Patriots offense might be better than another team's is kind of, well, I mean, they've been bad this year, but two heartbreaking losses so far. Uh, the Jets, they're going to realize after this week, Zach Wilson is not the guy. They're going to sign somebody. Probably, uh, I don't know, veteran-wise. But um, I think, yeah, Bills. Uh, Bills. Patriots in this one, 10-6. Um, is that your shit fest, Joe? Uh, yes, it is. Thank you for reminding me about that. That is a gross score. This is also my shit fest, but the score is 10-7. to 7. Uh, <laughs> But in, in favor of the Jets. Oh! Yeah, I mean, I just feel like, I mean, the Jets' defense is just so, so good, and the Patriots' offense is, is not very good. Um, you know, Hunter Henry and that Mac Jones connection has been has been great. You know, like, I think they've caught um, a pair of touchdowns, or Henry's caught a pair of touchdowns, sorry. Um, but, you know, the Patriots just, just aren't really that good. Um you know, they had a close a close game versus the Dolphins. And, you know, the Jets don't really have a good QB in Zach Wilson. Um, but, you know, I, it, it really just comes down to defense here. And I'm and I'm going to think that the Jets obviously have, uh, you know, a top seven, top five defense in the league. And I think they shut the Patriots down pretty pretty handily. And I think Zach Wilson can, can put together a drive or two where he gets some points on the board. And that's going to that's gonna win the game for the Jets. I I would love for that to happen. Uh, getting awesome. into the th- the late game slot, uh, Panthers and the Seahawks are the first of the three o'clock games that we're going to talk about. Uh, now, last year that these two teams squared off at Lumen Field, I believe Carolina won, right? They did, yes. Geno Smith looked a little yucky. This game, I, I was super super impressed with how that this team came out against Detroit. They fell they fell really flat week one. They looked amazing week two, and I think they carry that success coming back home for week three. Like I said, I got them winning 33-13. to 13. I think this Panthers team is horrendous. Bryce Young, uh, they said he's a pro-ready quarterback, but I think it's very, very hard for a quarterback to be pro-ready. Like You have to be generational Joe Burrow, Andrew Luck kind of talent for you to be have, have success in year one. It's just very tough. Um yeah, and obviously these first two weeks, he, he has not done that. The Seattle team, they established a run like I wanted them to. I think they continue doing that with Kenneth Walker. And Zach Charbonnet hasn't been as involved as I thought he would, which is great for me because I'm a Kenneth Walker fantasy owner, but not good for him. If you invest a second-round pick in a guy, you should use him. And uh, they just haven't done that yet. I have them winning by 20. My player of the game here is going to be Geno Smith. He looked great last week. I think he looks great again. Uh, pretty good completion percentage. Maybe throw three touchdowns. Maybe one turnover or less. Okay, I'm gonna have to interrupt you right quick. Candelario Grand Slam. What? Yep. Yeah. Ten to one Cubbies. Rare. Cubbies. And Master Boney scored on that one. What? Are, what are the odds? That is yep. a rare Chiggy Cubs update. Talk about not on the bingo card right there. That yeah, not not on the bingo card. But yeah, I think Gino puts together a stellar performance, and uh, Seahawks get uh, to two and one. 
Um, I'm going to make this one short and simple. I think the Panthers have their worst week offensively. Take a step back. This is the deep. This is the week where the Seattle defense shows us who they are. They're going to win 28 to three. Nice. I'm going to. I'm also going to go with the Seahawks here. Obviously, clean sweep. Um, got them winning 27 to 14. This is going to be the Kenneth Walker run game. I think he's going to get 100 yards rushing for sure this game. Maybe a touchdown here or there. Maybe he gets two again. Who knows? But um, Seattle's defense looked pretty shitty besides that one pick six by uh, Trey Brown. You know, they had some good stops on third and fourth down. But, you know, they really need to be consistent. They need to get that pass rush off. And, you know, a lot of talk's been in their secondary. They got Witherspoon back last week, but their secondary was still substandard. Um, you know, they got toasted a lot. Um, but luckily, their their offense put them in the game. But I, I, my player of the game is going to be Kenneth Walker for sure. I think he's going to have a field day for that uh, Panthers defense. That would be tremendous. It Getting would. into a game that is not going to be so tremendous, the Bears going into Jiha Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, I have the Chiefs winning this one 34-14. We were talking last week. This was a must-win uh, game for the Bears. Now, let me paint a scene for you two and all the viewers at home, the listeners at home. You're sitting down in your basement. It's a Sunday morning. Your dad and all his buddies are chopping it up, having a good laugh. Mm-hmm. You and three of your best friends are sitting on the couch, uh, seats reclined, eating some chicken chunks, two TV. Maybe you're in the triple threat zone. I don't know. But it's just a football watching sesh. Your team, they drive down the field in their first drive. Your quarterback, who's so good, uh, runs in for a touchdown. You go up 7-3. to three. Then at the end of the first quarter, you block a field goal and get the ball at midfield. Oh, my God. You're, you got to be so happy. You got everyone's laughing. You got your best buddies there. Chicken chugs, bears winning. It's great. And then it went all downhill from there. God, it was terrible. You're up seven to three. You have the ball at midfield. You have to capitalize. They did not. They went three and out. They turned the ball right back over to Tampa Bay. And I think that was the immediate turning point. The bears could have really tied the knot there. If they would have drove down and got a touchdown 14 to three early in the second quarter, your offense is cooking. Luke Getty and the boys did not get that done. It was a horrendous game. The defense under Matt Eberflus did look a little bit better, but I just think that this is an opportunity um, for Matt Nagy and this Chiefs offense. They came out very flat the first two weeks. This is a great opportunity for them going up against one of the league's worst defenses with a depleted secondary, uh, no Kyler Gordon, no Eddie Jackson. Uh, I don't know what Jackson's status is, but he did not uh, return last game. This is just a great opportunity for them to cook up. I can see Kelsey maybe having – uh, a triple triple header of touchdowns, a hat trick, if you will. And, God, this Bears team is worrying me. I have the, the Chiefs winning 34-14. to 14. I'm just, ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this game kind of reminds me of the Bears last year when they faced the Cowboys. Um, I expect a decent offensive performance of the Bears, but I'm going to go with the same exact score that the Cowboys beat the Bears, 49-29. Chiefs on top of the Bears. Jesus. Uh, it's going to be a slug fest. I mean, we are down to our bare minimum at safety. Uh, <laughs> bare minimum. I caught that one, too. That was not fun. Uh, but it's <laughs> you might see Mahomes pass for 500 yards. Uh, on top of that, I think Fields has a step-up game from last – like, I think, I think he'll pass for over 250 – and he'll also rush for 100, but the defense is horrendous, so it's not going to matter. Chiefs on top. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs winning here. I'm going to go 34-14. to 14. Um, I said that. 
Wait, you said 34-14? Yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm going to go 34-14. Um, Chiefs defense look amazing last week versus Jacksonville, and I think they keep that in that way. I think Fields gets hold under 100 rushing yards and probably under 250 passing yards, honestly. Probably under 150 passing no, I, I said that because Joe said 250 passing and 100 rushing, so I just wanted to make a little <laughs> joke there. But, um, yeah, uh, Mahomes is going to tear up this defense. You know, Kelsey wasn't 100% last week. Um, still, still got in the end zone, but I think he'll get in twice this game. Um, yeah, really not much to say here. I think half, I think three-fourths of America is going to pick the Chiefs. I think probably 90%. I don't know why I said three-fourths. It's, that one's on me. Yeah, uh, as before we move on, obviously Bears being my favorite team, I've had a ton of time to be around the squad and their fans. And God, Justin Fields, he had one bad game. I understand that the team has had two bad games. Week one against Green Bay, he threw a pick. Boo-hoo, whatever. He looked fine. He looked as mature as a passer. He was getting rid of the ball quickly, hit the checkdowns. This game, on the other hand, worried me. He was not throwing the ball. You know, and he was, you know, a lot of his critics were saying, oh, he needs to take more shots downfield. I think maybe he just completely listened to them because he was he had guys open in the flat and he was just holding on to the ball way too long. That's what really worried me. And normally when he holds on to the ball way too long, it means he's going to take off and run. But he did not do that. He was just holding the ball and holding the ball and he was not leaving the pocket. And it was terrible. And that really makes me nervous. But am I going out and saying that the season's over and that Justin Fields isn't the guy? No, he had one bad game. Bears fans, get your shit together. He's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. But we're going to lose this week. 0-3 for the Bears. Not the most, the best start, but relax, everyone. <laughs> okay, a little more of a positive game. Let's talk about the Cowboys. They're amazing. They're going into State Farm Stadium to play the Cardinals, who are not amazing. I'm going to take them here 31-21. That's just because I think the Cardinals might score in some garbage time. The Cowboys seem to let off the gas a little bit once the fourth quarter hits around. But, man, you know, this team has come out and looked dominant. But if you look at their schedule, they, they haven't played anyone. Now I'm a Giants guy, but they haven't proven anything yet. They're not a you know they're not a, a great team as of right now. Then they went and played the Jets without Aaron Rodgers, and they took care of business as they should. Now they're playing the Cardinals. Now I think this might be a last year Viking situation where they get off to like a really really hot start, and everyone starts to really overrate them. I think we need to slow the brakes, wait till they play a good squad. Um, but as of right now, I really can't hold that against them. They're they've played well, and they're going to continue to do that until they face a real test. So I'm going to say they win this one 31-21. And CeeDee Lamb, man, did he look great. I think he had 11 catches, 11 catches. Oh, Cody Bellinger, straight away center field. That ball is gone. Look at that. Three-run shot. I I think Lamb had 13 last week. No, he had 11. 11 receptions. 11 for 143. Yeah, he looked looked great. I think he continues that again against Arizona's uh, terrible – non-delicious secondary nice. and uh and cowboys just take care of business and uh mike mccarthy looking great because his seat was i would say i don't know if it was hot but it was steamy it, it was, was toasty it was a humid seat yeah humid. uh it's like when you when you set in the 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 heat uh when you're at like an amc theater and mm. probably like on second setting it's not all the way up three bars but it's not one bar look at two bars but now i would say it might be at Maybe half a bar. He's looked great so far as a play caller, and the Cowboys are getting the job done. Or you could say just because of Mike McCarthy's build. You know, in any meeting, he's present, and maybe that fat sweat just kind of drips down in between the crack, and 
maybe makes it a little uncomfortable for him. So, you, you know, something like that, too. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Cowboys-Cardinals, this game, not going to be close. 38-7, Cowboys. Uh, they're going to keep dominating. Dan Quinn, every coach should want to hire him for head coach if they have available open. What he's done with that defense is ridiculous. I mean, obviously you have Micah Parsons, but – I mean, he's a true defensive mind, and it's really impressive. So, I think the Cowboys win this one pretty single-handedly. All right, before Z, you get into your pick, I want us to all make a Dylan Bud-like prediction because I feel like just with the way this Cowboys defense has been playing, Dan Quinn is almost guaranteed to move on to a head coaching job next year. I want us all to predict where is Dan Quinn going to be the head coach of. Joe, you go first. I have a team. I want to s- – I'm not going to say the Bears, even though – they should go down that path, but um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go shocker pick here, but I'm gonna go Raiders. Chiggy, mm. uh, I was lying. I don't have a team. I was gonna wait for Joe to say something. Don't. I have no idea. Um, I'm gonna say Seahawks. Wow, head go. Okay, sure. Beat all old asses out of there. You're not making your pick, Bear? I, I, I mean, I literally have no idea. <laughs> I just feel like, I feel like Pete Carroll's maybe a little too old. Maybe he wants to pass the keys on, especially after the Seahawks' eight and nine season that's going to happen this year. I feel like one. I feel like Pete will retire when Geno retires. I feel like he wants to go down with, with Geno. It's, it's a bad player to go down with. Eh, he's not bad. I don't know. I just feel like he's got that like that brother brother connection with Geno Smith, and you know, he's like and brother. Is that is that like a racist thing? Yeah. <laughs> a brother. Oh, okay. Um, all right. I got the Cowboys winning this game thirty three to three. I was talking about Josh Dobbs earlier in the pod, how he was um played quite good, but um yeah, there is no way he plays good this game. I mean he is good. <laughs> he might get he, he, there might be double digit sacks in this game. Um and I don't think it's bold anymore to say Micah Parsons is not only the best edge rusher, but the best defensive player in the NFL. That guy is a freak. Uh, I would say I would put TJ Watt number one, and then probably Parsons at two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is he is good as hell. So I'm just I'm gonna go. With, I mean, it's obvious. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. Are we are we throwing this Junesy in reverse, Joe? What are you doing? Is it gonna blow I'm up? Sorry, it's very awkward. Uh, the girl that I'm parked next to, she uh. And her boyfriend decided to go right to that car, right? And they start making out. And it was like one of those weird eye contact Did you honk things. at him? I'm in the car, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive around. But go ahead. Keep talking. Is this idiot making a podcast? I should have honked. Oh, you're right. I should have honked. All right. Look at this gay guy making a podcast. We got three games left. Getting into the Sunday night game. I think we saw this game on Christmas Eve last year. Steelers and the Raiders. Now, I'm not a Steelers guy, but I am a Raiders guy. But I'm going to take Pittsburgh here. I'm going to take them 23-17. to 17. I thought they came out. Their defense looked really solid. That pass rush was amazing against Deshaun Watson. Um, and I think they're going to continue to do that because, quite frankly, the Raiders have a, a brutal offensive line. Now, Josh Jacobs has yet to get going. I think this could be a decent opportunity for him, too, because it should be – it's not going to be a blowout or a shootout. I think it's going to be – they're going to have opportunities there for sure. Devontae Adams, uh, you said he should be good to go, right, See, Yeah, I think he got cleared. He's going to have a concussion. But I think the – although I don't have the Raiders winning, their team MVP, 
Hunter Renfro. Only one target through the first two weeks. Uh, head coach Josh McDaniel says he wants to get him a little more involved. I think Hunter Renfro gets involved, but obviously at Pittsburgh winning, that defense is just really good. Uh, Jalen Warren is starting to look like this year's Tony Pollard because Najee has just been so inefficient. George Pickens looking to take that big year two leap. He had a really nice touchdown last night. And uh, the Steelers offense looked just, you know, not outstanding, but good enough. And I think that's that's going to be kind of their mantra. We're not great, but we're good enough. And that they're going to be good enough to get this win in Vegas. Uh, I agree. Wait, what? No, you took the Raiders, right? Sorry. Nope. Oh, you took Steelers. Okay, good. I agree. Sorry, I'm moving lots just because of that interesting <laughs> conversation or in our interaction. I said and talked to him, but uh, I'm going to take the Steelers in this one as well. Uh, Raiders, uh, both running backs on this team. Well, no, we'll start with Naj. Naj has uh, been uh, very underwhelming since his rookie season, and it's probably not going to change. So Jalen Warren, like you said, he's getting the opportunities. He's taking advantage of them. Kind of reminds me of a David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert situation, but uh, Montgomery who? got hurt. Um, oh, wait, a what situation? David Montgomery. David Montgomery. There you go. But uh, I think the Steelers, they're they're gonna after that embarrassing week one, they are gonna fly high now, and I think they take this one pretty well. Scenario hit the grand slam. Y- yes. Yep. You said Candelario. That guy's on the IL. I didn't even realize that. So, uh, yeah, that's, we're, we're going to take the Steelers in this one, 24 to 14. Wait, wait, what, wait, was I wrong? Yeah, it was Canario. Candelario, the guy we traded for, is on the injured list right now. Canario is a guy from AAA who we got in the Chris Bryant trade. Oh, yeah, he had a grand slam. And some guy, some guy from the Cubs just had a triple, too. I don't know his name. Who? Yep, I said I don't know his name. Oh, Jared Young just tripled. Yeah. That, is, that is his third of the year. Jared Young. <laughs> um, I'm – we're going to go with a Steelers sweep here. I'm also going to go with the Steelers to win 17 to 10. So this one kind of might. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I feel like this one could, this thing could really come back and bite me in the butt right here. I think the Raiders could definitely win this game. Um, I think Devontae Adams is going to feast, even though I said they have 10 points. But, you know, I was a firm believer in it. Um, that picket booth connection and it has looked really, really bad. I mean, I mean, what the hell's going on? I mean, I, he's got like he's got two receptions. I know he's got a touchdown, but you know that's that's just whatever. He's got five yards in two games. I thought he'd have at least you know fifty. Um, but you know the Steelers, the Steelers defense is just is so good. So I'm gonna pick them seventeen to ten. Dude, campus police is gonna have a warrant out for me soon. I just pulled next to another car and somebody was in there with another gal let's just say <laughs> so uh i'm going back to my original spot but carry the hell on okay we actually this is another week of back to, or we have we have two monday night games in back-to-back weeks i don't think this has ever happened before uh but the first monday night game is going to be the eagles and the buccaneers i have this being an extremely uh close game i have the eagles winning this one 28 to 26 i love what baker mayfield's doing uh, and people thought this, and people thought that this was going to be a competition between him and Trask. Uh, Baker's just a clear-cut guy. He, he's a great, great quarterback. I can honestly, if like he won't win the award, but I think he could be up for it. He could be like a, this year's kind of Geno Smith, kind of like a uh, comeback player of the year, just because of all the ups and downs that he's had in his career, and finally he's having success. 
in a kind of a similar position to like a lot of these young rookie quarterbacks trying to cement themselves kind of like a Desmond Ritter or Sam Howell as the guy for the future. Baker's in that similar position. And I think as of right now, he's been doing it uh, kind of sucks that this week he's going up against the defending NFC champions, but I think he improves his resume even more by keeping this one close. Um, obviously I have the Eagles winning 28, 26, man, Deandre Swift looked great. Uh, but Vita Vea plug in that middle. I don't think the Eagles are going to have nearly as uh, effective as a rushing attack. Uh, DJ Moore did go for over hundred yards. Chase Claypool caught a touchdown. Justin Fields had, I think like 260 passing yards, something like that. So I think Jalen Hurts should finally be able to get AJ Brown involved, continue to get Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard involved. So I think, you know, the Eagles are just, it's kind of like another situation, kind of like Bill's commanders. Uh, obviously, the Buccaneers are like the commanders in this, and the Eagles are like the Bills. Like, yeah, the Buccaneers are this fiery young squad, but the Eagles are just you know, too talented to lose this game. But I think it's going to be a close one. I love Baker. I love what he's doing. Player of the game, Dallas Goddard. And I think him and D- Jalen Hurts and the Eagles advance to 3-0. and little update. Uh, I went back to my old spot, and they were still there, so it was very awkward when I drove by. And now I'm in a new spot in a whole different lot. So, anyways, we're going to go back to the Eagles and Bucks here. I think this is going to be a tone setter game for the Bucks, where they realize, okay, maybe we're not division winners, but we could certainly compete for that wild card. I think uh, Eagles still have a little revenge from uh, when the Bucks beat him in the wild card with Brady. I think Hurts is going to come out there and whoop that ass. Sorry. Uh, 34-17 Eags. Oh, short and quick. I like it. Um, I'm also going to go with the Eags here, 37 to 27. Uh, I know Piercy is very happy about Baker Mayfield because he has been playing, he's been playing great. Um, had a great performance versus uh, the Bears last week and a, and a good uh, week one performance. But let's talk about Mike Evans too. That guy's ADP was like wide receiver 30 and man, has he been, he's been really good balled out versus the Bears last week. Uh, but now, you know, he might be on big play slay. And I don't know if James Bradbury is going to play. I don't know what's wrong with him. But uh, it's definitely going to be a tough matchup, whoever um, whoever's guarding him. But, you know, I think the Eagles take this one 37-27. I think that offense is going to be outstanding. I think this is going to be the A.J. Brown game. Um, I think last year he had, like, a three-touchdown game. I, th- I think he might have two with, like, 120 receiving. I think this is going to be a 30-point uh, fantasy game for A.J. Interesting. So we're all in agreement there. We have the Eagles winning. Uh, getting into our final game of the week. This is going to be my shit bag of the week. Rams and Bengals rematch of Super Bowl 56, I think. These numbers get mixed up in my head. Rematch of the Super Bowl from a couple years back. Uh, everyone, you know, coming in the preseason, everyone was like, oh, man, this game's going to suck. But I agree, but it's going to suck for the opposite way. I have the Rams winning this one. Not only do I have them winning, I have them winning 36 to 20, which you're like, oh, 16 point, two possession game. But it's going to be a shift. I think it might be like 36 to like six or something. And the Bengals might get a couple garbage time touchdowns. Now, if Joe Burrow plays, obviously that's going to come to fruition. But I think it happens either way. This Rams offense has looked fantastic. This is a vintage Stafford season. He's looked really, really solid. No matter who he's throwing to, everyone's a big on the Puka Nakua train as well as me i think this guy's here to stay he like honestly this is so outlandish to say but i could see puka nakua being like a top two to three round fantasy pick next year now that is absurd to think that he could be in like the top 20 overall picks but we weren't thinking that with cooper cup he was like an eighth round pick the year he popped off 
Obviously, Puka Nakua undrafted, a little bit different there. But I could see him, if he can hold this, which I think he can for a full 17-game season, he could be, like, the next big thing. He's, I think he's amazing. Kutu Atwell looks great. Van Jefferson hasn't been involved as much. He looks great. Tyler Higby hasn't been involved. He looks great. Kyron Williams looks great. Everyone in this offense looks really solid, which is so surprising. And that just shows you that Sean McVay is a amazing head coach, potential Hall of Fame head coach. The Bengals, this has been a train wreck. Everyone's like, oh, they're playing the Rams. They're going to get right back on track. I don't think so. Burrow re-injured his calf. Uh, this is just, it's not a recipe for success. I think McVay continues to get the job done. And these Rams are looking to maybe slide into a wild card spot. This, you know, I'll make a little comparison for you baseball fans out there. The 2023 Rams are like the 2023 Cincinnati Reds. Low expectations, severely exceeding them. They're doing math. They're going to win this one. Shit fest of the week because they're going to dominate. I did say the Rams were going to make the playoffs coming into the season, and if they want to do that, they have to win games like this. And I agree with Cole. They are going to win this game. Um, Bengals are starting to win three a little rough, but this isn't going to be your typical, all right, Rams win pretty hand. This is going to be a barn burner. We're going to have a 42-38 here. I think this is going to be a very, very high offensive game. Oh, my game. God. Um, you're going to see Joey B get more comfortable on offense. They start What's his three. status? Uh, I, it's the strain in the cast. Yeah. I think that's just a, a cover-up for how shitty he's been performing since signing that contract, in my opinion. I know he. they always start slow and you can't judge early on, but they look terrible out there. I mean, even the, it was a good game against the Ravens, but they are so much better than that. If they can't take advantage of division games early on, they might be in. This is a tough, tough division this year, and they could they can miss out. potentially see that 2-4 two, two and four record in the division. That come back to bite him in the ass. Um, but, I mean, for the most part, starting 0-3, they finished 12-4 starting 0-2 this year. Maybe you're looking at 10-7, and 7 maybe. I still expect them to be pretty well. Um, but for the Rams, this is like kind of their fuck it, we ball, you know. Come on, I'm just Joe. Kind of firing them off right now. But this is their moment. And if they want to make the playoffs, Stafford wants to make one final push, this is the game you have to win. Puka, I did pick him up in fantasy. And I was talking to Chiggs. Chiggs wanted him. I don't know how to hold him to value. To be honest, I don't – it's it's tough because the way McVeigh uses guys – he either loves you or he hates you. Look at Cam Akers. Phenomenal talent. They don't want nothing to do with him. Uh, Van Jefferson, solid. Nothing to do with him so far. Higby, like you mentioned. they Higby looks all right, but I think if they can get more involved tight end, more touchdowns. I'm rambling here. Anyways, I'm not sold on Puka yet. We'll see when Cup comes back. I expect him to maintain a certain role. I don't think it's as much as it is, or maybe they just eliminate Tutu Atwell and it's the Cup and Puka show. Who knows? This team's not – this team's a force to be reckoned with. Don't be scared. I mean, whoa, whoa. don't be uh, underthrown by this team. They are going to be good, and they are going to shock a lot of people. Rams on Jay, top. We should, make, we should make a podcast trade right now. Hopkins for Puka. Let's do it. I, I can't do that. Fuck. Alexander Madison for Puka. Uh, you still wouldn't do that. What would you do on my team? Jackson Smith and Jigba for Puka. No, the thing with Puka is, like, like, like if I offered you Ramondre Stevenson, would you do that? Probably not. What? No. What the hell? I, no, Dude, I honestly wasn't. Cup, I have, Cup is coming back week five. I know he's coming back, nope. but he's still going to mean I, I could still see him getting six to ten catches a game for that certain amount of yards. Little, Stafford little is going to pass the ball. Stafford's going to pass the ball. That's that's what he's known for. He's going to get the yards. Puka's still going to have a role. And Cup's not a guarantee to come back 100%. And I'm going to keep 
Puka in my lineup for a while because I made a big deal for another back running back there. But uh, I think Puka can serve me good these next two, three weeks, maybe get me two, three wins. So, Yeah, I like that. Um, I kind of feel like the Rams are going to win this game more and more now, but I'm still going to go with the Bengals 24 to 21. Um, you know, I think Jamar Chase finally gets involved in that offense as I hate, much as I hate to say it because I'm playing him in fantasy this week. But, you know, I just think he this is going to be the game where he kind of balls out. You know, last week or last year, he had three 12 point games in fantasy. And you want to know what your boy Z did? He hopped right on that. And right <laughs> after that happened, 30 points, 30 points. And that's what I think is going to happen. Um, and yeah, I think the Bengals just finally start to get back on track. You know, this, we, we probably got to keep saying this for podcasts and podcasts to come is the Bengals are going to get back on track. Who knows if it'll happen? Who knows if they're a playoff team? Who knows if they're still the division winners? Um, but yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with them to, to close out this podcast. Well, before, before we go, I got, I got two things. Uh, the first of which will be, will still stay centered around the Bengals. Uh, I like that. I love actually. I don't like. I love that point that you just brought up. That oh, they're going to get back on track. Maybe they won't. We talked about this last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were nine. They never got back on track. Obviously, with Tom Brady, they were defending coming out of the being back to back playoff appearances. They did not write that ship. We talked about it last year with the Rams. Oh, they're coming off the Super Bowl championship. They're going to write that ship. They didn't. And then the Broncos with Russell Wilson. Oh, Russell Wilson. He'll return to form. They'll write that ship. They didn't. I think the Bengals are a candidate this year that, you know, even if they get back to decent but not, like, elite, a 10-7 and 7 season might not get them into the playoffs with that stacked AFC uh, like it, like maybe a 10-7 and 7 season would in the NFC. So they're going to need to really, really get it together if they want to compete for the playoffs. All right, now that we're done with football, uh, I like yeah, – no one's going to hear this, but I, I would like us to clap it up for our vlog hitting 10,000 views on YouTube. Shout out to all the supporters out there. We might be moving the podcast to YouTube soon. Who knows? I need to stop being lazy and do some research there. But uh, thank you guys for joining me on this journey. Three weeks down, 14 left to go. And uh, stay off those drugs. Shout out to Emily Johnson. Uh, ooh, all right. Yeah. Yeah.